Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to teach you about how to scale your business. In fact, I'm going to give you the exact four-phase process that I take the CEOs that I mentor and the portfolio companies that we invest in through to understand exactly what phase you are in and what to do in each phase so that it gives you not just a blueprint, but a roadmap on what to do every single day in every single phase in your business. So if you're ready, let's talk about how to scale your business all starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Today, I'm going to break down for you what you probably will not get anywhere else. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes framework, a structure on how I work with the CEOs that I mentor and the founders that we invest in and our portfolio company CEOs on how to do this one thing, which is how do you scale your business? How to scale your business. Now, if you are somewhere in the range of you know anywhere from doing $50,000 a year to $500 million a year, it does not matter. This framework will work for you because uh, I love to find a way to give people a thinking tool, a process that allows them to self-diagnose where they're in the business. And that allows us to say, okay, here's where I am and here's what I can do next. And uh, that's the entire process that I want to work with you today. So to, I'm going to break down for you how to scale your business. I have a four-phase structure that I want to walk you through. And I'm going to walk you through what happens in each phase. And as you're listening to this, figure out which part, which phase your business is in and uh, dial into that because uh, a lot of people get stuck in one of the phases. And if you can just get unstuck from that phase, you will start to find a way to scale your business much quicker overall. And the entire idea I'm sharing this is because <laughs> I, I only have so much time. Uh, there, We are professional investors and we do three things. We buy, we invest in companies and we buy assets. And when we're not investing in companies and buying assets, I spend a bunch of time, you know, uh, mentoring a very hand, a small handful of CEOs, and we just don't have more time to share more with the world. So I want to give you exactly what I give kind of in a non-detailed way behind the scenes, behind closed doors, but I want to give you a framework that you can utilize yourself. And uh, there's nothing here for me to sell, nothing here for you to buy. I, if I were sitting down with you in... Uh, in front of a whiteboard. This is how I would examine your business based on kind of where you are and the questions that you have. So if you told me that you wanted to scale your business, we would probably be going through this framework right now. All right. So given that as the overall context, let me break down. So it doesn't matter whether you're a B2B business, whether you're a B2C business, whether you're a combination of products and services. It doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent, e-commerce professional, uh, you know, insurance broker. It doesn't matter any, whatever it is. These four phases will apply to you if you want to figure out how exactly to scale your business, all right? So um, here are the four phases. The four phases are standardize, optimize, grow, scale, all right? Standardize, optimize, grow, scale. The 
there are specific things that happen in each of the phases. And let me actually break down what each of those are. So the first one is the standardized phase. Uh, most of the times people will talk to me and say, well, Sean, I just, you know, I really want to, I want to build a billion dollar business. I'm like, yes, that's cool. And I totally appreciate the aspiration. However, let's standardize your delivery first. So let's assume, I'll take a very simple example. I'll use a bunch of different examples. Let's assume you're a consultant and let's assume you provide uh, LinkedIn consulting services. I'm just making up this example. When you want to standardize your offering, there's three components that you want to standardize. And that is uh, the traffic component, which is how do you attract people into your world? The conversion component, which is how do you get them to say yes to work with you? And the delivery component, which is how do you actually deliver on the promise that you originally sold them on, right? So if I was sitting down with you, I would say, cool. Uh, I would say, if your name was Jenny, I'd be like, hey, Jenny. So you are a LinkedIn consultant. That's cool. Let's talk about your attraction phase. How do you get more people into your world? And in our world, in a very rudimentary way, we say, well, how do you fill the funnel, right? How do you fill the funnel with more opportunities for yourself? And the funnel filling opportunities generally are, are around three big categories, which are you use organic uh, strategies to get more people in your funnel, you use paid strategies to get more people in your funnel, or number three, you use uh, kind of JV joint ventures or endorse introductions or activities to get people in your funnel. So literally it is either it's organic or it's paid or it's JVs to get people into your funnel. And that would be the conversation I would ask. So if you said, well, I work by referral only, I'm like, okay, so that's an endorsed introduction. You probably are working with your existing clients, getting more people in your funnel. Uh, if I was your existing client, Jenny, I'm not waking up in the morning thinking about how to get more clients for you. What are you doing? What referral system have you installed to allow me to wake up in the morning and think of sending you a new client, right? I haven't even gone anywhere. I'm trying to standardize the process of just like basically what happens, right? So there's an attraction component. How do you fill the funnel? The second is a conversion component, which is great, which is how do you get more opportunities? So there's probably people, maybe maybe in your Facebook group, maybe on your Instagram profile, maybe in your LinkedIn profile, maybe on your podcast, maybe on your email list. How do you take those people that are in your world in some way and how do you convert them to opportunities? How do you get somebody to raise their hand and say, yeah, 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 Jenny, I'm actually interested in LinkedIn consulting service. How do you get them to do that? And that would be the next question I would ask you. Say, hey, I, you've told me about how you get more, fill the funnel. Now tell me how you actually generate opportunities. Cool. Now let's say you say, hey, you know what? I have a Facebook group. I teach in that Facebook group. And then those people like put their hand up and tell me that they want to do LinkedIn consulting. And then I do a call. Awesome. So now I know your attraction component, which is referral. I need your conversion component, which is a Facebook group to someone raising their hand. Awesome. Now I want to know the delivery component, which is, hey, so what exactly do you offer? What exactly is your promise? How do you go about doing that? Is it a power day where you charge, you know, $25,000 to meet with you for a full day and you sit down, you build out their entire profile. And once they're done, you built them this LinkedIn machine that they can uh, turn on and instantly it starts working. That would be a really great value proposition because you can say, hey, you sit down with me for eight hours. I work with you all day. And at the end of the day, when I'm done, you're done and you turn on this machine and you never have to worry about it again and it will generate leads on demand. If you told me that, I would pay you 25K right now, right? But the idea there is now I've standardized the process. I attract by referral, I convert through a Facebook group and I deliver this very specific value proposition on a one-day delivery system. Cool. Now, I know that that process is standardized. It doesn't matter if it needs to, it, it needs to grow, it needs to change, it needs to... 
uh, it's need to be upgraded. None of that. I just want to know that you have a process because if you don't have a standard process, if you're like, hey, I get some business via Facebook ads, I get some business via LinkedIn stories, I get some business via DMs, I get some business via uh, referrals, I get some business from my podcast, I get some business from word of mouth, I get some business from going to a party. I'm like, well, that's great, but nothing is standardized. So you don't know, even if you're tracking all of it, you don't know where anything's coming from because where your focus goes, your energy flows, right? So a lot of what I'm trying to do in the early stage is just standardizing uh, what we like to call a happy path. What is the happiest path where someone comes into your world, someone gets nurtured, they raise their hand, and then you deliver something amazing. That standardization is probably what I spent a lot of time with people, just, just really mapping out that one, the simplest happy path. I will tell you eight out of 10 even successful businesses, if I talk, talk to them about the happy path, they have no idea what their happy path is. They're like, oh, we get leads from all of these places. They come in, we have too much opportunity. I'm like, yeah, but there's no way for you to scale if you can't standardize the happy path, right? Standardizing the happy path allows you to figure out and get a really tight understanding of this attraction component, which is filling the funnel, the conversion component, which is generating opportunities, and the delivery component, which is actually delivering on the promise that you said you were going to deliver on. Standardizing the happy path is the, the, the first thing that I do with most of the um, CEOs that I mentor and the founders that we invest in, right? That's the first thing. I will tell you instantly when you do that, uh, two quick things happen. Thing number one is you as the CEO, the entrepreneur, the founder, dramatically lower your stress. Like that alone is worth everything. And the second is the people going through that happy path have a phenomenal experience because most people don't have a happy path. Just those two alone will automatically give you so much joy in running your business. That's number one of the four phase process, which is to standardize. Let me give you the second step of the process, which is to optimize, right? We're not buying traffic. We're not doing anything fancy. We're just now saying, okay, I have a standard process. I know that I get referred by my existing clients. I know that I put them in my Facebook group and I give them some information. I know when they raise their hand, I do a call and I know I sell them into my one day 25K program. If that's your standardized process, the big part of this in the optimized phase is to map the journey on a little flow chart. This seems hard, but mapping the journey on a flow chart, you, never, you, you don't want to do this in the standardized phase. The standardized phase is just simplification. The optimized phase is mapping the journey on a flow chart. Literally what we do is we map every single thing that happens. And here's how I generally like to map it. So please visualize with me. I draw a line right on the middle of a page or on your whiteboard, right on the middle. It's a horizontal line going from left to right. That is the timeline of events, all right? On the top half of the page, I... I write down um, the different places and phases and the things that the consumer or your client or your customer does. In the bottom part of the page, I write the things that you and your team do. So let's say, for example, uh, or your system do. So let's say, for example, uh, you get a referral, right? So the top of the thing would be like, hey, client got referred. The bottom part of the page right away would be, uh, you know, Sharon responds to the referral with a video. The top of the page is the client books, you know, gets into the Facebook group. The bottom of the page is Sharon sends the client a PDF. If you see what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do here is I'm going to take the phases and I draw a line right down the middle. And all I'm mapping are two things. What does the client do? What do you do? What does the client do? What do you do? The client gets the top half, which is what the world sees. You get to do the bottom half, which is backstage of what you actually do. 
I, you when you have the standardized process, which is just the referral to the Facebook group, to the hand race, to the call, to the sale, it becomes really easy to do because what you end up doing there is you have one page for your attraction component of filling the funnel. You have one page for your conversion component, one page for your delivery component. Because once you do those three things in three pages, you've really optimized your business. Now, I'm going through this really fast because I want you to put your business through this lens as this is the process that I go through with the, you know, with, with the CEOs that I mentor and the entrepreneurs in my, uh, the founders that we invested in, because this is a much more in-depth process. Like we're sitting in front of a whiteboard for a whole day mapping this out because there's so many opportunities that exist from the map, not the ones that you see or you don't see, the ones that I have seen across all the businesses that we advise, across all the businesses that I've consulted with, across all the businesses that we've invested in. I, I, I see the things that, have worked and have not worked, and I can instantly inject those into your business. Now, you don't need me right now. What you do need is you at least need the mapping of the process, all right? So after, since I talked to you about the standardized phase in part one, let me in the optimized phase, the first thing you do is you map the journey on a flowchart. Straight horizontal line, top part of the line is the, is the consumer experience, bottom part of the line is what you're doing in-house, all right? As you just write that out, don't write out what you should do, just write out what you do do right now. Maybe automation, maybe automated emails, maybe automated text, maybe automated videos, maybe manual stuff, maybe your VA reaches out, maybe your exec assistant reach out, maybe you reach out, it doesn't matter. Let's just map the top line and the bottom line of the process, all right? This is when the good stuff happens. This is when the real cool thing happens. Now, as you go through each phase, you can just look at the sheet and say, the optimization of this, you say, well, all right, I have this process. What is one, can, can I, when you look at the first part of it, what is one 15 minute upgrade that I can make? I'll say it again. What is one 15 minute upgrade that I can make, right? So you're not saying, what can I do to get more business? What can I do uh, to make the clients happy? None of that. You're just looking at, each part, each each step of that process, however minute that step may be. So if it said, so if one of your steps says, you know, I got referred a client, right? You're asking yourself this one question, what is one 15 minute upgrade that I can make? One, maybe the simplest upgrade there would be, hey, you know what? Um, I give my clients a referral code or I give my clients a referral script. Um, I have, I have the, one of the CEOs that I mentor, um, gets a lot of his referrals from five, from five key sources. So what he did for each of the sources or what we discussed was for each of the sources, he built a separate landing page. It had not, it has the same information on it, but on that page, it literally had each of those sources. So let's say Mike was one of his referral sources. He had a big picture of Mike and then he had the same copy on the page with a way to refer. So now Mike, whenever he had to refer, say me, he would say, hey, just, you know, hey, uh, friend, go to Sharon.com forward slash Mike. And, uh, you know, uh, it tells you about my experience and why you should work with Sharon, right? The small upgrades have insane results once you've standardized that process. So I go through each of the things that I've written and I ask that one question, what is one 15 minute upgrade? 15 minute only. What a one 15 minute upgrade I can make to optimize this process. You may say, hey, you know, I've got this, cal this calendar booking thing. I do it manually. I'm going to do it automatically. Just something small like that. That's a great 15 minute upgrade. The optimization phase is the entire idea of it is taking a standard process and optimizing it so that you, 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 you install a bunch of mini upgrades through your entire process. 
This alone will make the customer journey better. This alone will save you more time. This will make you more efficient. They'll make their uh, experience better. This will give you more money. This will unlock things in this process that you've never felt before. A lot of times what people do is they'll standardize the process and then they'll try to buy some ad spend, buy some leads, get some more clients, and then all the stuff will break. And then they'll realize, oh my gosh, I have all these mini projects to do. I got too much to do. Uh, I need to go hire somebody. Instead, if you actually just map the process and asked in each phase, each section, each part, what is one 15-minute upgrade that you can make, it will dramatically change how you run your business. I always ask this question, what is one 15-minute upgrade that I can make in this process? And then I find that 15-minute upgrade, I make that 15-minute upgrade, that's how I optimized it. This is when your optimization phase is done, all right? When you cannot make any more upgrades without a ton of time or a ton of money. So essentially, I talk about, hey, unless you dump a bunch of resources in something, you cannot make it any better. You've optimized it as much as you can. And when I say it much as you can, I mean... Um, Maybe you need a new sales funnel and you have to, you know, you have to hire out somebody to come and build it out. That's new resources. That's a lot, right? And I get it and I understand it. I'm telling you not to do that. Your optimization, which is phase two of this process, ends when you cannot make any more upgrades without tons of time or without tons of money, right? If it's going, if, and it's clearly when I say tons of time, more than 15 minutes, tons of money, more than something basic, right? Standardize is to figure out exactly how to attract, convert, deliver. Standardize for me is to just establish the happy path. Number two, optimize. Optimize is mapping the journey on a flowchart and asking uh, what 15-minute upgrades can I make? And that phase is over. No more optimization when you can't make any more upgrades without investing more time or more money, which you need more resources. That brings us to standardize, optimize. The business or your happy path or your things have been optimized so far. The next part is, okay, cool. How do we grow? Standardize, optimize, grow, scale. Standardize, optimize, grow, scale. Here's the growth phase and how you think about it. First, I'll tell you this. Growth requires one of two things. Often both, but at least one of two things. Growth requires cash. And it's okay to spend some money to grow. It's not you need to spend money to make money. That's not what I mean at all. But since you've already optimized, you probably need some more lead sources or more infrastructure to do certain things. And that's okay. So just know that if you feel like you're in growth phase, if you feel like you're in growth phase and you feel like you're not growing, that's because you have not chosen to invest the cash or not chosen to invest the effort. The problem with that is that you can choose to invest a lot of effort, but you may not have the skills, right? If you needed to write 10 pages of sales copy, but you're not a good copywriter and your copy sucks, then you don't, what are you going to do? You have to hire a copywriter because that's the only way to grow. So if you are feeling like you're in growth mode, but you're not growing, that just means that you're not willing to spend the cash or you're not willing to spend the effort. One of those two. And the effort, big problem with the effort is you just don't have the capability. So you're not going to grow unless you write the check or you're not going to grow unless you get new capabilities. Literally, that's it. So a lot of times what people will do to grow is they'll do one of these two things. They'll either hire someone really specific to help them grow, meaning, hey, I'm going to hire a Facebook ads person, or I'm going to hire a funnel person, or I'm going to hire a copywriter, or I'm going to hire a salesperson, or I'm going to hire a customer service person, or they'll actually, or a hire an agency. That's they write a check to hire that out, right? So you can hire it out, or you can just acquire that skill. So a lot of people, when growth requires 
cash or growth requires new capability, they'll either hire somebody or hire a team or hire, or they'll just join a coaching program, which is totally fine to get new capabilities. A lot of times people think that they can join a coaching program and just the fact of being in that coaching program, they think the coaching program will deliver results. The job of the coaching program is not to deliver your results. Your job is to act, the, if you hire an agency, then it's their job to deliver a result. If you hire a person, it is their job to work to deliver a result. But if you're gonna join a coaching program, it is what you have chosen is you've chosen to acquire that capability, right? Growth comes either that you hire or acquire. You either hire the capability or you acquire the capability. You hire the capability or you, so if you want to grow and you need sales, uh, sales in your organization, well, you can either hire the salesperson or you can acquire new sales skills. So if you are going to join a coaching program, I will tell you right now, know that you're joining that program to acquire a capability, right? Acquire the skill, acquire the talent, acquire it. It's not the coach's responsibility to deliver the result for you. It is your responsibility to acquire the capability. And that's super, super, super important, right? That way, when you have uh, that relationship with that program, you can be very clear and over-index on the idea that the reason you're in this program is to acquire the capability, all right? And then I'll, I actually tell you, a lot of times people will be in any of our mastermind groups and they'll say, you know what? I understand it. I thought I was going to come in here and acquire the capability. Is much I'm much better off actually hiring a VA to do this. And they will just do that. And that's fine, right? But growth requires cash or capabilities. You can either hire the capabilities or acquire the capabilities. Cool? A lot of, I'll give you some notes on growth. A lot of times when it comes to growth, I am always looking for growth in two, in two phases. I'm looking for growth on the front side of the business, which is how do you get more... Uh, how do you get more opportunities in the business and I, 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 in front side of the funnel, if you will? And the second is what infrastructure do you need? Really, really simple. How do you get more opportunities in the business and what infrastructure do you need? The, 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 two, the two kind of metrics that we watch for a lot, regardless of what the business is, is to just, you don't have to optimize this, is just to start tracking what your cost per lead is. And you may think, oh my gosh, now he's trying to ask me to get cost early. No, just in uh, just in general, just estimate it. Hey, how many? How much does it cost? Uh, either from a time perspective or a cost perspective to acquire one new person into your CRM, one new person into your database, one new person into your role. What does it cost, right? And then how? And then of how many of those people does it require for you to actually become a customer? So, for example, if it costs you eight dollars to get a new lead, and it costs you and for every eight new leads that you get, you get one new customer or client. That means eight times eight is 64. So roughly the cost per acquisition of a new client is $64, right? And I really hope the service that you're selling is more than $64, otherwise they're gonna lose money, right? Growth requires cash or growth requires resources. You can either hire the capability or you can acquire the capability. Here's a couple things about growth. A big part of growth is where the revenue, your top line business, your revenue will grow, but your profit won't grow as fast. Say it again. Your revenue will grow if you focus on this, but your profit won't grow as fast because you're spending time in what I like to call a learning algorithm, right? The learning algorithm. A lot of times people will tell me, you know, hey, Sharon, I hit my, you know, I, I hit my next million, but I didn't make as much profit. I always tell people this. Uh, the first time that you hit your first million, your 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 most profitable year would have been the last year, 
right? You're like, oh my gosh, I have a million dollars. I should do so much more with this. But you're most profitable over the last year because you were able to do a lot before you hit that million dollar mark. And the breakpoints are one and three. And I'll tell you about that in a second. And then three and then five, five and then eight. After eight, it's like a whole new ball game, right? After eight and 10, when you start getting to eight figures, it's like a completely different jam. Once you start getting to nine figures, you have to think about the world completely differently. So it doesn't matter where you are. You just have to know that there's a key breakpoint. But the important part about growth is to recognize this. If you are in the growth phase, you've already done standardization and optimization. If you are in the growth phase, the revenue will grow, but the profit just won't grow as fast. Be okay with that because you're in a learning algorithm. The learning algorithm is trying to figure out how to get to scale. And that's what I want to talk about next is how to get to scale. By the way, one side note, if you're listening to this podcast and you are in the one to three million range in top line sales, the one to three million dollars is 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 what I call the swamp of success, right? Every single business that I've seen, I will tell you, as soon as between the one and $3 million mark is the swamp. Everything breaks, everything is messy. You're trying to hire people, trying to build new systems. You have more sales, but less profitability. When you hit a mil, the one to 3 million is the swamp of success. You feel like you should be doing great, but it's not as profitable as it used to be. I will tell you right now, and uh, a lot of the portfolio companies that we've invested in will start there, but they'll grow much faster. When I'm with a when I'm with a business in the one to three million dollar range, I will do whatever it takes daily, if necessary, to just you know skyrocket them through the one to three million. I just want to get them out of three. As soon as you get out of the three million range, I have, now it's not. It's I'm generalizing, of course. the The profit and loss statement looks completely different, like completely different. And the economics look completely different. The one to $3 million is a swamp of success. The faster you can get out of it is the faster you'll get to eight figures, right? A lot of people will stay in the one to $3 million. They'll stay in the swamp of success. I'll probably record another podcast just on this one. The one to $3 million, you do whatever it takes to get out of it. And the way you do that is to really focus on either acquiring your capability or hiring your capability and really starting to depend on a core team to deliver that result because the more you are involved in the business, you will start to degrade towards the 1 million mark. Uh, and the more you focus on profitability, you will never get to the 3 million mark. The one to three is a test. The one to three is a swap of success. The one to three is a time where you do whatever it takes to put the rocket boosters on, the jetpack on, to find a way to drive either acquiring the skill and the capability or hiring the skill and capability that drives you out of the one to $3 million swamp of success. All right. All that said, let me just talk to you now about scale. Let's say you're growing. The problem with scale is everyone has a different definition for scale. And I want to define it. I want. I do not use the word scale without defining it for you. The online uh, media buyer defines scale differently. Jeff Bezos defines scale differently. Mark Cuban defines scales differently. Warren Buffett defines scale differently. Coca-Cola defines scale differently. Everybody defines scale differently. So when people use the word scale, they don't really know. They're just a scale it, scale it, scale it. I love when people say scale it, scale it, just scale it. I just want to scale my business, scale, scale, scale. Like nobody knows what that means. Sometimes scale just means optimization for them. Sometimes scale just means growth. Sometimes scale just means putting more cash. The idea for you for scale is to have your definition of scale to go through standardized, optimized growth and scale. Here's how scale, how I use and how I define scale. For me, it is reaching a formulaic business model, a formulaic business model. This means that what do you, um, when, when you do X, you get Y result, right? When you do X, you get Y result. So for example, um, I have a, 
I'm playing around with a Facebook ad funnel right now, and that is the only thing I actually sell. Uh, that's to build my list and and get more people into my email community because I love email. Uh, by the way, if you want to join my email community and you're not on it, go to sharon.com forward slash VIP. Uh, I write uh, I write all the emails myself, no copywriter involved. It's literally like a mini course every other day of the week, and I think you'll enjoy it. So. Uh, right now in our Facebook ad funnel, we have a one to four ROI, which means I put in a dollar and I get $4 back, right? It's great. It almost works like passive income, but it's taken us close to 14 months to get here because I went through the standardization process of the funnel, the optimization process of the funnel, the growth process of the funnel, and we've gotten to a formulaic place of how we actually run our funnel, right? Now we know how to map each link of the chain. Formulaic means that it's confidently predictable. So I know that generally for every dollar that I spend, I'll get three to four dollars back. That is confidently predictable. So for example, if you said, hey, uh, I do a webinar and I get 500 leads. For every 500 leads, I get 100 appointments. For every 100 appointments, I get 10 sales. For every 10 sales, I get five upsells. For every five upsells, I get one referral. That's what you use the growth phase for. When you write the cash, when you write the people, when you write the, uh, the the check or get the skills to do that, what you really get to do is you get to spend the money to map out that formulaic journey. Without that formulaic journey, there is no scale because you can't confidently and predictably invest in your business. That is the number one problem. If I told you, hey, here's an ATM, put a $10 in and it'll give you $11 back. How many $10 would you put in? If I said put $10 in, it'll give you $40 back. How many times would you put? But that's the math that we want. We want every single business that I've known, almost everything. I may not be able to say put $1 in and get $4 out, but I will be able to say this thing. I will be able to confidently predict what can happen. And when you can confidently predict what will happen, it makes the business significantly more joyful. All right. I want to leave you with one quick thought here, like about mapping the journey. The math is not difficult if you map it. The math is not complex at all. Mapping the journey in the optimization phase is so boring. That's why you do it before you grow, but after you standardize. That's why you do it before you grow, but after you, that's why I talked about using that one line down the middle, which is a customer journey. Everything on top of the line is the, is the consumer experience. Everything on the bottom of the line is the back of the house. So a lot of times, if you want to ever think about this process, you would think about, hey, how do I generate some leads? How do I nurture these leads? How do I convert these leads? How do I deliver? How do I refer, resell, upsell around it? And that'll give you a sense of how to map the process. But mapping the process is fundamental to how we do things because that allows us to take each phase of the process and actually optimize it and then grow each phase of the process and then scale each phase of the process. How can you predictably, how can you predictably uh, know, formulaically know what's going to happen. I want confident, con, you know, I, I want, uh, I want to be able to confidently predict what will happen in my business for every dollar that I invest or every hour that I invest for every webinar that I do. We take each of the phases as it's its own phase and map each phase so that it does not feel overwhelming, right? So, um, if this is interesting to you, by the way, uh, if, if, if you want to know more about the, on how we invest in businesses and how we help founders. If this is interesting to you and you like this standardized, optimized growth scale formula, and uh, this is of interest to you, just go ahead and go to Instagram and find me and DM me the word scale. That way I know actually you listen to this episode. So the least I can do is actually support you with this. So go ahead and just DM me the word scale and then uh, ask me any question you want. That way I'll know that you're referring to this particular episode and I can uh, tell you how we work with our founders and how we get them unstuck and going through the standardized, optimized growth scale process. So uh, if you're listening to this, uh, my question would be, hey, how do you actually take 
the uh, the process and uh, the business and the units and the division that you have and go from standardize, optimize, growth, scale. If you want to talk about more about this, uh, just uh, shoot me a quick DM on Instagram. Say, use the word scale. The way I know you're referring to this episode and ask me any question you want. I'd be happy to help you. I hope this was helpful and I will uh, catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.